As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Friday, January 13th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed34. Always happy to chat in some DMs or uh, any comments or questions you have. And if you don't mind, if you go to your podcast provider, rate and review the show. Helps get some more subscribers, more people following, and definitely helps out just promote the show a little. If you haven't already, uh, check out Sports Ethos. This is Sports Ethos presentation. You can go to sportsethos.com. Check out a lot of free information. We've got a ton of podcasts, articles, updates, um, some packages, obviously, for fantasy sports, from fantasy basketball, football, hockey, uh, baseball in the summer, and uh, some wagering tips and advice. Obviously, this podcast is one of them, but also some information there. So check out sportsethos.com, and you can see all kinds of great stuff which I know you'll find of value. So a decent night in uh, sports night, as well as super wildcard weekend in the NFL. Let's just jump right into it for a Friday afternoon. We start in the NFL. Uh, we'll hit the gridiron first. First game uh, has the Seattle Seahawks in San Fran to play the Niners. The Niners are nine and a half point favorites. Total here is 42. Um, first blush on the Niners. This is basically, you know, a conference game. Obviously, it's not or a divisional game, but divisional rivals. So these two definitely know each other. Uh, I like the Niners with Brock Purdy under center, and I actually like them to, if not win the Super Bowl, certainly to get there. So I'm taking them to win this game. I think laying nine and a half points is a few too many. Um, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks will be able to play up, and I think keep this game close. It's going to come down to whether Geno Smith plays like early season Geno Smith and is more of a game manager or late-season Geno Smith when he was um, anything but. And, you know, started, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe believing in the hype a little too much. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's had a good year. Looked like a great year to start the year, but he certainly come back to, down to earth. And Brock Purdy fits into Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan, sorry, system perfectly. Uh, so I like the Niners to win, but I like the Seahawks to cover. So if anything, I'd be on a plus nine and a half for the Seahawks. And probably be under the 42. I think San Fran's defense is going to shut it down and keep it close. So, uh, And I don't imagine the Seahawks, they can establish any kind of run game or looking to run and gun in this game either. So get Geno to be a game manager, trying to establish a bit of a ground game if they can against that tough Niners D and keep this one close if they have any chance to win. So I'm on the Seahawks plus 9.5 in the under 42. Next game, 8-15 in the East, has the LA Chargers in Jacksonville to play the upstart Jags. 
Chargers come in two and a half point favorites. Total here 47 and a half. I'm actually on the home Jaguars. I like what they've been doing. Uh, I think they're still underrated. Get started of the year, but I thought they were a couple years away from any kind of contention. Uh, nobody thought they'd be getting the play. I don't think many people thought they'd be getting the playoffs, myself included, but they are. Um, and they've had a good run. And I think it's going to continue, especially at home. You know, the uh, home playoff game in Jacksonville, the place is going to be hopping. And the first one in years. So I like the Jags here, uh, catching nearly a field goal. So plus two and a half. And the total 47 and a half, I'm probably on the under here as well. Both teams can light it up and like to throw the ball. But I think Jacksonville is going to try and uh, slow it down, establish, establish a bit more of a run game, um, and keep this game a little uh, little, little lower scoring. challenge is going to be if the, if, if the Chargers get up early um, with Herbert under center. He can certainly move the ball and put up points fast. So I do like the under 47.5, though. So I'm going Jags plus 2.5 and, and the under 47.5. Move to Sunday. And the Dolphins are in Miami without Tua. So the Bills, pardon me, the Dolphins are in Buffalo without their quarterback, Tua, under center. So uh, Bills, 13.5 point favorites. Total here is 43.5. I like the Bills, even at 14, even at 13.5, laying almost two touchdowns. Uh, I'm on the Bills. I think they win this one this easy. 43.5 total. I'm not sure the Dolphins can put up points. They're going to be in the under here as well. You know, I can see the Dolphins, I can see the Bills. Uh, getting up early and running the ball, saving everybody, and coasting to an easy win. So I'm on the Bills, minus 13 and a half. Don't like that huge number, uh, but it ain't going to get any better, I don't think. And 43 and a half, I'm probably on the under as well. Next game, 440 in the East. We have the Giants in Minnesota to play the Vikings. This is actually going to be, I kind of think, a low-key good game of the weekend. Just because two teams that nobody really, I don't think, has a great handle on. Minnesota plays better at home. A lot of people think Minnesota is very overrated. Uh, right now, the three they're they're minus three, so the home Vikings three point favorites total here is forty eight. And I I don't know which way to go. Um, I like the G men. I think they're playing better than a lot of people give them credit for. Just Minnesota in the dome at home probably have to lean with the Vikings uh, at minus three. And the total here is forty eight. This is one game that could go over. I think Minnesota's going to put up points. And can Danny Dimes stay, keep him in the game with Saquon running the ball? Uh, I think they can. And I can see them pulling the upset here. Um, but, you know, to me, this game's a coin flip. So you got to lead the home team in the playoffs, be the Vikings. And at 48, I think it's going to be some points put up. So I think it's going to be a close game with a lot of uh, offense needed from both teams. So over 48 is the number. Not really on either of these, but that's kind of my lean for both of them. Next game, 8-15 Saturday night in Cincinnati and another divisional game. The Bengals are 8.5-point favorites against the Lamar Jackson-less Baltimore Ravens. So not to get into that story, that's for another show. Uh, but he's not playing, so uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, 8.5-point favorites. Total here is 40.5. I like the Bengals. I just don't think I can lay 8.5. So I'm actually on the Ravens plus 8.5. I know everybody's going to be, I think, chasing the Bengals. With their high-powered offense, and they're looking good. They're looking very good, I think, um, to potentially get to the Super Bowl, actually. But uh, I just can't lay eight and a half in a divisional game. You know, you take the playoff angle out of it, which you can't. But if you do, it's a divisional game, and rarely are you going to see blowouts in these games. So I like Baltimore plus eight and a half. Forty and a half is the total. Um, probably on the under here. I'm not sure Baltimore can put up a lot of points, so their defense is going to have to show up if they want to win or keep this game close. So probably lean to the under 40. It's a low number, but probably lean to the under 40 and a half. 
Final game of the Super Wild Card Weekend, Monday Night Football. I'm not really sure. I forget if they do this as a trend now. I kind of like to uh, play off football just on the weekend. Uh, Monday night, I guess, for television. And this is obviously going to be a good game. Uh, Cowboys are in Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady in the Bucks. Cowboys two and a half point favorites. Total here, 45 and a half. I'm actually on. Uh, I'm going back and forth on this, but I think I'm leaning to the Cowboys. Uh, Tom Brady hate betting against Tom Brady. I've been burned so many times in the last few years thinking this guy's done. And it's not so much him. I just think the Bucs aren't the team that they, they've been in the last few years and they're getting overpriced a little bit. So uh, I know it's less than a touchdown. It's in Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be obviously good weather. I'm just, I just think that, uh, Prescott, he's been pretty inconsistent this year, but if he can keep the Cowboys in the game and not for too many picks, uh, I think they're the better team. I think they're the better defense. I think they're the better all-around team. So I can take the boys minus two and a half. 45 and a half total. Um, I'm going to go under this. I think both defenses can show up and probably will show up. And either team uh, with their quarterbacks struggling, although good quarterback play, but struggling, I don't know that they're going to be uh, looking to throw the ball all over the field. So I'm on the boys minus two and a half, and I'm on the total under 45 and a half. That wraps up Super Wild Card Weekend. Should be a fun weekend, I think, on the gridiron. We can take a quick break and we get back, hit the hard court in the NBA and NCAA, and then wrap up with a few NHL games. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In the NBA tonight, eight games, uh, nine games, sorry, on the slate. Interesting games. Um, no one's any marquee games. Interesting one in San Antonio, which I'll get to in a minute. Playing the Alamo Dome should be the biggest NBA crowd ever. Uh, between Golden State and San Antonio. But we start at 7-10 in the East. The Pelicans are in Detroit. Uh, Pelicans 5.5-point favorites. Total here, 234. Uh, when I pull up the injury report for New Orleans, Ingram is out. Herb Jones questionable, and obviously Zion is out. On the Pistons side, Kate Cunningham obviously is out. Jalen Duran is out, and Isaiah Stewart is questionable. Um, so I would lean here to the Pels at minus five and a half. They're a better team. Uh, and Detroit, if you listen to my show the last couple of years, has the ability to get absolutely blown out. So five and a half points against Detroit is not too many ever. Uh, but they do play better at home. But I'm on the Pels. I just think even with Zion out, I just think they're the better team and should be able to win this easy. I'm not on the game, but I would lean to the Pels. 234. Uh, I'm just pulling up my totals here. 234 is a little high for me. Uh, I think it should probably be you know, high 220s uh, or so, but I'm um, not going to touch the total on this one either. Next game, we are in Washington where the Wizards are hosting the Knicks. Knicks are four-point favorites. Total here, 222.5. 
on the injury report. Nick's come in fairly healthy. And the Wiz, obviously Bradley Beal is out. And Daniel Gafford is questionable. Morris questionable. And Kristaps Porzingis is questionable, which I think is kind of the big factor in this uh, this number. I actually like Washington. Porzingis plays, I like Washington at plus four. I think they're leaning towards him not playing, which is why the line is um, this high for the Knicks. Total 222.5, not on that either. Uh, if anything, I would lean Washington. Um, but again, watch the Porzingis news. If he plays, I have to grab Washington. If not, uh, it's a stay away from me. Next game in Indiana, 7-10 knees. The Hawks are in town to face the Pacers. The Hawks come in. Atlanta Hawks come in. Two-point favorites. Total here, 238. Uh, when I pull up the injury report, Clint Capella is out. And for Indy, Halliburton is out, which is obviously big news for them. Naismith is questionable. And Miles Turner is questionable. Depending on what that they do. And I've actually heard Trey is uh, – I'd heard Trey was questionable – uh, tonight it might be out, but I don't see that on the injury report. So if he is out, I'm definitely on Indiana plus two. And in fact, like, I'm probably on Indiana plus two anyways. It definitely lean there. 238 total. Uh, I would lean to the under. Indiana puts up a lot of points, especially at home. Um, but I'm not really sure that they both can do that tonight, especially if Trey is out. Um, Halliburton certainly hurts, um, but their backup point guards seem to be able to step in and hold, hold down the fort. So I like Indy at home. They're playing better than I thought they were this year. So I would lean, and Atlanta's dreadful on the road. So I would lean the Pacers at plus two, especially if Trey Young is out. Next game, which is the one I spoke about earlier, in San Antonio. The Golden State Warriors are in town. Eight and a half point favorites over the Spurs. Total here, 243. This game's playing the Alamo Dome in Texas, and I think they expect 60,000 plus, which will be the largest NBA crowd ever. Not really sure why they're doing that, but I guess if you're going to do it, may as well do it while the Warriors are playing uh, and get a big crowd. On the injury report, not a lot has changed for these guys. For uh, Golden State, Jermichael Green, Kaminga, and Wiseman remain out on the Spurs side. It's just really Devin Vassell is obviously the key guy out for them. And I'm actually on the Spurs here. I haven't pulled the trigger on a bet yet, but I might. Uh, I like that they've been playing better. Golden State's atrocious on the road. I mean, Golden State's a better team, no doubt about it. But I think they should be three or four. My, my model's got them about a four-point favorite. Um, so I actually like Golden. I actually like San Antonio catching this many points. Total 243 is a little high for me. I think it should be probably mid 230s. Um, I guess big crowd. Golden State's healthy. All their guys are there, but they are terrible on the road. And uh, I don't know when they're going to wake up. I think they will come playoff time. I think they'll be just fine. Um, but the way they've been playing lately, it's going to stay away. If anything, I would lean to the under 243, but definitely interested in the Spurs at plus eight and a half. Next game in Chicago, uh, Oklahoma City's second game in a back-to-back. I'm actually on this game. I got this yesterday. O- Chicago's minus four and a half, um, and total here two thirty-three and a half. And I actually got OKC yesterday at plus five. So plus five, plus four and a half. I played the same. I played down at plus four actually for the Thunder. Uh, I just like the way they've been playing. Huge win last night at Philly. These guys are young. A back-to-back affects a lot of teams. I don't think it affects them as much. And the key is Oklahoma City still. Uh, missing Kokoshevsky and Robinson Earl like they were last night. But the injury report on the Bulls is the issue. And DeRozan is still listed as doubtful. I think if he's listed as out, uh, I see this line going down to even even lower, maybe three and a half to four uh, for the Bulls. But he's listed, he's listed as uh, doubtful. And Zach Levine is probable, which is good. But, but Levine's been banged up. And, he, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup a bit. And he's banged up. 
I don't like going against the Bulls at home traditionally, but I think OKC is playing well. They're a good team on the road. Well, relatively speaking, they've been a good cover team on the road. And, you know, I'm not big on feeding off momentum from a big win yesterday, but traveling from uh, Philly to Chicago is not a long flight for these young legs. So I'm on a Thunder plus four and a half. I got it, like I said yesterday, plus five. I would play it anything down to plus four. DeRozan goes out, I would jump on that quick before it drops even more. Next game, I also got some great closing line value on it. It hasn't quite closed yet, but Phoenix is in Minnesota to play the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are currently five-point favorites. I got it last night at about 11 p.m. Eastern when the lines were coming out. Uh, I got it Minnesota minus two and a half, and I saw the line starting to move, so I jumped on that pretty early. Total here is 222. Um, for the Phoenix Suns, obviously, and this is the play, uh, the you know, some some circles are saying they're basically fueling a G League team with all these injuries. Devin Booker's out. Jay Crowder's out. Cam Johnson's out. Chris Paul's out. Cameron Payne's out. Landry Shamit is out. And DeAndre Ayton is questionable. So they're missing all of their starters, basically. On the flip side for, my, for uh, Minnesota, Kyle Anderson is still questionable with an illness. Anthony Edwards is banged up, but questionable, expected to play. I think he's dealing with a hip injury. Um, and obviously, Carl Anthony Towns remains out. I don't really like betting the T-Wolves a whole lot this year. But uh, Gobert's, been, Gobert's been playing well lately, and Phoenix is just fielding a bad team. So even a minus five, I'd probably be on the T-Wolves. If it gets anything above minus five, I'd stay away. Um, I don't think this line's going to drop at all, but at minus five, minus four and a half, I'd be on the T-Wolves. Anything five and a half and above, I'd probably stay away. Totally are 222. It's kind of right on where my number is, so it's a stay away from me. Hard to really get a gauge. If anything, maybe the under with all Phoenix's injuries. Are they going to be able to score? But it's a stay away from me. The third last game of the night is in Utah, where the Jazz are six-point favorites over the Orlando Magic. Total here, 234 uh, for Orlando. Um, looking at their injury report, Suggs is questionable. Jonathan Isaac's still out. For Utah, um, Olenek is out. And Colin Sexton is questionable, as is Jalen Horton Tucker. Uh, I don't really have a feel for this game. When I looked at it, it should be my. I've got the line at about six and a half, so Utah minus six is kind of right on the number total here, two thirty-four. My total is about two twenty-eight. Maybe lean to the under, but um, I, I, I can't get a feel on Orlando this year. I've been really tough handicapping them, so I'm going to stay away. I am staying away from this game. What should be an interesting game in Sacramento? The Kings are nine and a half point favorites over Houston. Houston is dreadful on the road. Houston's kind of dreadful everywhere, but especially on the road. Total here, two thirty-eight and a half. On the injury report, Sacramento, uh, fairly healthy. Kevin Herter is questionable. On the Houston side, Kevin Porter uh, is out. Other than that, kind of the status quo. I've got the Kings um, 9.8 favorites, and they're minus 9.5. So right on my number, stay away from me. 238.5 is the total, and I've got the total about 227. So if anything, I'd lead the under. But Sacramento does score a lot at home. I uh, expect them to get up fairly early in roll in this game. Well, not roll, but you know, win by uh, 9, 10 points. So, I don't need, don't see them uh, needing to put up a lot of points late. Maybe lean to the under, but not really touching that one. Next game is in LA where the Clippers are hosting the Denver Nuggets. Clippers five-point favorites. Total here, 222. And when I pull up their injury reports, um, this is why this line, this line opened should have jumped in this one last night, had I known. But this line opened at the Clippers' one-and-a-half-point favorites, and then Jokic got ruled out earlier today, jumping to uh, five points for the clip. So Jokic is out. Jeff Green's obviously out. Uh, 
Murray is probable for the Nuggets. On the Clippers' side, Paul George is out. Luke Kennard is out, but Kawhi is playing. So I like the Clippers. I don't like them laying five. Maybe laying five. I'm not really sure. Uh, you can get that at minus 105. Uh, I see in DraftKings right now. Total 222. And I've got the total man, at 221.5, so I'm staying away from the total as well. Uh, I would lean the Clippers with Jokic out in L.A. Kawhi's playing. Uh, not sure if this gets if this were to get down to like four, maybe I'd play it. But if Clippers are minus five, probably stay away from me. But uh, certainly worth looking at. So I'm on OKC plus five. It's about plus four and a half right now. I'm on Minnesota minus two and a half. It's minus five right now. I'd still play that actually because I think Phoenix is in trouble uh, with their lineup. And maybe the Clippers at minus five. Going to look at that a little closer as we go. On to college basketball. Short slate. Uh, some interesting games. Nothing great, but 13, 13 games on the docket there. And just pulling up my board here. Uh, we start at 5 p.m. in the East. Yale is in Cornell for a Big Ten battle. Uh, this this line has moved Yale favorite, Cornell favorite. Now sits a, as I see it as a pick em. Total 145.5. Match on Cornell. I think uh, all the models I've looked at, um, Ken Palm, Jeff Stagger, and Bart Torvik, they've all got Cornell as anywhere from a one to two point favorite. So uh, Cornell, the home team, both teams have been playing well. Uh, I like Cornell at home and an even money, basically, well, minus 110, but an even pick em. Uh, I lean to the big red. Next game, Kent State at Ohio. Kent State comes in f- minus four and a half over Ohio. Uh, total here is 142. I actually like Kent State here. Um, just not laying four and a half. I like them to win. So, if I, sorry, if anything, I'd be on Ohio plus four and a half. I just think this would be a good game. Should be a tight game. I like Kent State to win, but not really w- willing to lay more than probably uh, one possession. Next game, which is probably, eh, if not the best, second best game of the night, we'll get to one that's probably a little bit better, I think. Uh, Villanova is at Butler. Villanova is now a one-point favorite. This line's jumped around a little. Uh, total 133.5 at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Hard to go against Butler. The way Villanova's playing, hard to back Villanova. So catching a point, I would be on the Bulldogs. Uh, plus one at home over Villanova. Should be a good game, though. Nebraska is in Purdue for a Big Ten battle. The Boilermakers sit at 15-point favorites. 133.5 is the total. Um, I'm actually on – I'm not really sure. I was back and forth. I was on Purdue earlier. I think I would lean towards Nebraska just because Big Ten, as we saw yesterday, when terrible – everybody thought a terrible Minnesota team goes into Ohio State as, I think, about a 13-14 point underdog, and they come out with the win. Um, I'm on Nebraska – Catching plus 15, they lose. They lose by 10 or 12, but I think they have the ability uh, to keep it close just because typical Big Ten basketball is a bit of a system play, so to speak. Um, is, is, you know, Purdue, Purdue, Purdue is a good team, one of the top teams, obviously, in the country. They'll win. They should win easy, but I could also see them getting up easy, rest, resting some of their big guys. Zach Eady might not see the, the court in the second half of the second half. Um, so I see Nebraska losing, but more in the 10 to 12 point range. Quinnipiac hosts St. Peter's at 7 p.m. The East. Quinnipiac's nine and a half point favorite total here, 133. Um, this is a total stay away from me. St. Peter's is not a good team. Quinnipiac's not great either. And laying nine and a half points is a tough one for me. Uh, I like Quinnipiac to win, but not quite at that. So if anything, I would probably back St. Peter's just because it's a big number, but not really on anything. One game I think I might be pulling trigger on, but I'm not quite there yet. Manhattan's at St. Sorry, Mount St. Mary's, 7 p.m. in the East. Mount St. Mary's six-point favorite. Total here, 130. I see Mount St. Mary's winning. If this number were 
even a touch lower, five or five and a half, I'd be on Mount St. Mary's. Uh, I see on DraftKings, it's down to minus 105. So uh, obviously get a bit better juice there. Um, but I think Mount St. Mary's is not so much. This isn't really a play on them. It's a play on Manhattan. And as bad as they've been, they're currently ranked number 331 in Ken Palm out of what, 368 teams. Mount St. Mary's is 253. So home team, the edge, better team, the edge. And Manhattan, with all their firing their coaches for the season and players transferring out, all the chaos there, uh, they're a bad team this year, unfortunately. So I like the Mount to win. Six, questionable. I might pull the trigger on that, but not quite there yet. Sienna's in the Niagara at 7 p.m. These Niagara's two-point underdog at home. Total here, 128. And I actually like Niagara to cover here. I mean, this is kind of a coin flip game. This is just the home team getting catching a couple points in what should be a fairly close game. I think Sienna's a better team. If this game's in Sienna, they're probably four or five-point favorites, uh, maybe even six or seven. But uh, I think the Purple Eagles of Niagara can keep this close. Can they pull it out? Well, not sure about that. 110 on the money line, not going to touch that. But at two points, it would probably take the home Niagara squad. Moving to Canisius. Canisius is a four-point favorite over Maris. 7 p.m. Nice. This game 129.5. Don't really have a great feel on this one either. Uh, I lean Canisius. They're probably the better team. They're at home. Uh, they're coming off a couple decent wins. Well, not decent wins, but a couple wins in the last couple weeks. And Maris is just struggling. Put them on the road. It's even worse. So I lean Canisius minus four. What should be an interesting game, I think, uh, you wouldn't judge this by the spread, but Akron is hosting Eastern Michigan. Akron's 13.5-point favorite total here. 142. I think Akron wins. I'm not sure that they cover. Eastern Michigan has been playing bad, but Akron has been hot and cold. If Akron plays the way up to their cape, my point to this being an interesting game is that if Akron plays to their skills, they could win by 20 or 25. They could absolutely throttle Eastern Michigan. Uh, but if they don't, which they've shown a few times recently, their inconsistency, all of a sudden this is a close game. So it's a stay away for me, complete stay away. Uh, I like Akron to win, but 13 and a half points, just way too many. Next game, Fairfield is in Iona. Iona, 15.5-point favorite total here, 138. If anything, number's too big, kind of like the Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan Akron game. 15.5 is just too many points to lay. Iona's a good team. They uh, struggled a little bit. Well, not struggled. Uh, they've done quite well, actually. Um, but they're coming off, uh, just pulling up their schedule here. Last game, they lost to Quinnipiac. At Quinnipiac, they lost by what? Uh, 23. How do you lose by 23 to Quinnipiac? So I think this is a get-right game for them. I think they bounce back. You know, they're 11-5 overall, 14-4-1 in conference. They play well at home. Uh, I don't see all their losses are on the road or neutral games. So I see them winning. I see them winning easy. 15-and-a-half for Patino's team is a couple too many. So stay away from me. What I think is going to be the best game, uh, the next two games, I think are the two best games at night. Michigan State is in Illinois to face the Illini. Uh, Illinois six and a half point favorite total here at 137. As you know, if you listen to the show, I'm an Illini fan, but I'm on Sparty here. I think Illinois wins, and they seem to have turned things around recently. They had a bit of a stumble. Everybody's talking about dissension in the ranks and the, oh, their transfer portal guys just not clicking. Uh, but the last two games, they went into Nebraska and smoked Nebraska by 26. And prior to that, they beat Wisconsin at home by 10, 79 69. Uh, before that, they lost at Northwestern, which is a bit of a, uh, a shocker. They lost by 13. Not so much. Well, yeah, they shouldn't have lost, but that was a loss by 13. So I think they maybe have righted the ship a little, but Sparty has been playing well. Big 10 battle. I think that's a few too many points to be laying. 
Uh, Michigan has won, what, two, four, six, seven in a row, come in 12 and four, four and one in the road, uh, coming off a road victory, 69-65 on Tuesday at Wisconsin. They've been playing really well. And as, as I've said many times on this podcast, I hate going against Tom Mizzou. So I think this is a good game. I think it's a one possession, maybe two possession games, two possession games. So not willing to lay six and a half uh, with the Illini. I would back Michigan State. Illinois win. Sparty covers. Uh, 137 is the total. I'm not uh, even looking at that number. I think that's probably kind of bang on. You know, if this is a close game late, maybe it goes over, um, but not staying away from that total. VCU is a date, and I think this is a good game too, although the spread would indicate maybe not. VCU comes in as a seven-point underdog at Dayton. Total here, 129. I like the way Shaka Smart's got VCU uh, playing, and I think they keep this close. I know Dayton's been playing really well uh, recently, and, you know, they are 12-5 and overall, 4-0 in the Atlantic 10. They won, what, two, four, six, seven in a row. Um Last game, they won at Fordham, at Fordham, 82-58. And then against St. Joe's, 76-56 before that. Against Davidson, at Davidson, 69-55. So they've not just been winning. They've been thumping teams quite easily, uh, quite handily. VCU comes in 12-5, 3-1 in uh, A-10 play. Uh, Their last game, they won at Loyola Chicago. Prior to that, they, they beat Davidson at home. Then before that, they lost at Duquesne, which is a bit of an upset. Uh, a bit of an upset. They lost 79-70. is more that they lost by nine. Prior to that, they had won uh, five in a row. So they've won seven of their last eight. Seem to be in a bit of a roll. I like the way they're playing. Uh, Dane's defense is pretty solid, so I think VCU could have a challenge in there. But if anything, I would be on VCU at plus seven. I just think this is a one, maybe two possession game. Kind of like the Illinois-Michigan State game. You know, it's a it's a A-10 battle. And I think laying seven points is just a few too many for VCU. I think Dayton wins, but I think they win by, let's say, three to five points. Final game of the night is in Nevada. And Nevada is a two-point favorite over Utah State. Total here, 143.5. If anything, I would lean to the Wolfpack, laying the two. I think this is a good game on a neutral site. I would probably lean Utah State, but it's not a neutral site. It's in Nevada. So I take the Wolfpack, uh, laying the two points. And 143.5, not really on that total. I think that's bang on. Again, maybe lean to the overs. I think this is going to be a close game. Comes down to foul shooting, some extra points while the clock is off. So nothing that's really jumping out at me. I do like Cornell to start off uh, as a pick as, as, as I'm talking, I've seen that line now move to Cornell plus one. I like that even more. Uh, so I'll take a big red at plus one or pick him wherever you can get that. I would lean to um, uh, lean to Butler plus one and a half. I think that line was plus one earlier. So uh, at home against Villanova, I would lean to Sparty in Illinois, catching six and a half, Michigan State getting six and a half. Uh, lean to VCU plus seven and lean to Nevada minus two. So that's it for the hardwood. We get onto the ice now. Just three games in the NHL. Some good ones, actually. Uh, Winnipeg travels to Pittsburgh to play the Penguins. You can get the home Penguins minus 170. The road Jets plus 145. Uh, total here is six and a half. I would lean to the under and I would lean to... Um, can't take, not really willing to drop 170 on the pens. I like the pens, but 170 is a little pricey for me. Next game, which should not be a good game, uh, but the Ducks seem to have the ability to win games they're not supposed to, it seems, in the last couple of years. Devils are in town in Anaheim to play the Ducks at 10 p.m. in the East. You can get the Road Devils minus 315, the Home Ducks at plus 260. There's got to be some value for people out there in the Ducks at plus 260. I just can't bet against the Devils. I think they are very good. I think they're one of the top teams. Slowed down a little lately. They were red hot in November and December. Uh, slowed down a little lately. 
on the road in a West Coast trip. Total here is six and a half. I would probably lean to the over. It's juiced to minus 115. Um, but I think both teams can put up some goals, specifically New Jersey. Uh, so staying away from the money line, maybe lean to the over. Last game, which I think it should be a good game. The Oilers are in San Jose to play the Sharks. Edmonton comes in as minus 170. Favorite, you can get the home Sharks plus 145. Total here is six and a half. Juiced down to minus 135, though. That's a tough number. I, you know, at first blush, you lean over six and a half, especially when the Oilers are playing. And the Sharks can put some goals in, but I'm not really looking to expect seven goals. Need seven goals here in this game at minus 135. So not on that. So not really on anything on the ice. I lean towards Pitt, but not as minus 170. Uh, Devils, Ducks, I lean over six and a half. And the Oilers, Sharks, I like the Oilers. 170 is a little steep price. And over six and a half at minus 135 is a little steep. So going to stay away from that as well. So quick recap of, or a quick rundown of uh, tonight's action and super Wild card, I think that's what they're calling it. Super wild cards uh, weekend in the NFL. Some good games. I think there's going to be some great games in the NFL, actually. Uh, a couple interesting college games tonight and a few NBA games I'm going to be watching for sure. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some picks, some ideas, and hopefully we can all make some money. And we will chat with you, if not tomorrow, uh, we'll chat with you on Monday. Have a great weekend and enjoy the games. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.